Diaz from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 22nd of June, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Just over a month ago until July's general election and June's barometer results of the 40 dB opinion poll for El País and Cadena del Sur, the results are in. Looking at the results, the right-leaning People's Party, or Pepe, has the advantage over the left-leaning Socialist Workers' Party, or PSOE, currently in government. As it looks right now, the Pepe would win the election with an estimated 33% advantage and 136 seats. However, wouldn't be enough for a ruling majority, so they'd probably need to form a government with everybody's worst nightmare, the far-right-leaning fascist-adjacent party Vox, which would give them 174 seats, two seats less than the absolute majority, but it would push them further to the right. That's if the Partido Popular candidates agree to align with Fox, as the popular candidate from Extremadura, Maria Guardiola, has warned again that she will not govern with the ultra-right-wing party Vox after negotiations broke down last time. After last month's 28 million voters, regional and local elections, the Partido Popular needs support from Vox to form a majority regional government in Valencia, Extremadura, and Sevilla, and they didn't win by an absolute majority. An agreement with Valencia was reached on Tuesday the 13th, with the culture minister of Valencia autonomy now being a bullfighter. But in Extremadura, things are looking a little more challenging. Even before the local elections, Guardiola continuously expressed that she can, quote, cannot let into the government those who deny sexist violence, dehumanize immigrants, and throw an LGTBI flag into the trash, end quote, to govern in the region. For some context, Vox identifies itself as a more far-right-wing alternative to the Partido Popular, which it split from in 2013, and if a consensus can be made, then most likely another election will have to be called. While the Partido Popular advances forward, it seems that PSOE leader and current president of Spain, Pedro Sanchez, is backtracking specifically on his government's laws. In an interview with radio network Onda Cero, he said he considers that Irene Montero, the minister of equality, has held speeches over the years that could have made some men uncomfortable, particularly those between 40 and 50. Huh. When questioned about the only yes is yes law, he told viewers that he assumes responsibility for the mistakes made by implementing this law after thousands of sentences were lowered for convicted sex offenders. He also expressed that after realizing his mistake, his government asked to reform it, which has continued to cause conflict within the coalition government. After this week's election predictions, more in favor of the Partido Popular, Sanchez was asked how he wants to be remembered, and he responded that he wants to be known that these last few years have been difficult and turbulent, citing COVID, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and subsequent inflation, expressing that he wants to be remembered for governing by showing face, not ignoring challenges and mistakes. We mentioned last week inflation was down in May around 3% compared to April's 4%. Regardless, according to the news outlet Vente Minutos, food prices remain one of the biggest headaches for Spanish households. On average, food baskets in May 2023 cost around 12% more than the same month in 2022. However, not all groceries have contributed equally to these rising costs, as some products are arguably more inflated, like meat, fish, milk, cheese, and eggs. We break the statistics down. Meat and fish are the biggest culprits, mainly because they now carry a 10% VAT charge per item and weren't included in the VAT cuts on basic items approved by the government led by Sanchez. While inflation is down, Spain's GDP is apparently very close to recovering pre-pandemic levels, according to recent statistics by the National Statistics Institute, which the Bank of Spain confirmed with updated forecasts this week. 
product exportation, employment, and relaxation of energy prices are some of the main reasons for improvements. Still, despite the positive forecast, experts are concerned that a restricted monetary policy could affect borrowing and lending, as small and medium-sized enterprises and manufacturing sector in particular find it increasingly difficult to get credit. On the topic of Sanchez, or more specifically, Sanchismo, coined by the Partido Popular and picked up by news outlets, many experts say this could be the most polarized political election in Spanish history, or at least since the 30s. The repeal of Sanchismo, or choosing between Sanchez and Spain, as coined by the Partido Popular, strongly setting the stage for polarization. While this is a useful political tool, political scientists are concerned it's harmful to the effectiveness of democracy as people start to focus on the head of each party rather than the party's ideologies. As the 40dB barometer points out, people surveyed cited an end to Sanchismo as one of the main reasons to vote for Partido Popular. And for a little ay caramba, Spain sets its sights on being the EU's AI industry leader. Sorry for that little pun there. Once it assumes its six months EU presidency at the beginning of July, Spain is set to establish the EU's first AI sandbox. This will be a forum where developers are invited to work alongside regulators to ensure AI chatbots like ChatGPT are trustworthy and follow strict EU regulations, which are still being developed, giving companies the confidence to invest in AI systems. You know that Spain is also one of only a few countries nationwide that have a dedicated minister for AI. United Arab Emirates was first in 2017. Spain followed in 2020, hiring Carme Antigas, former AI entrepreneur. Want to know more about AI in Spain? Link in the show notes. End of the school year is coming to a close and the summer season is about to begin. However, parents of students in Barcelona demand changes before school returns in September. On Wednesday, the 21st, parents, parts of family associations, and local schools decided to cut off access to Barcelona's Meridiana Avenue, major road providing access to three districts in the city, to demand that the Department of Education City Council install air conditioning in the classrooms amid summer heat. La Escola de Lancuna de Poblanu tweeted highs of 28 degrees centigrade or 82.4 degrees Fahrenheit inside the classroom in early June reminding the Department of Education that studying in these temperatures is prohibited under royal decree. You want to cool off this summer by heading to the beach? Be careful where you go. Several coastal towns in Spain offer picturesque landscapes, including mountains, cliffs, and expansive beaches. However, recent report by Ecologists in Action revealed that 48 beaches across the peninsula and islands have received black flags due to their failure to meet sanitary and environmental standards. These black flags are awarded to beaches with issues such as improper waste disposal, inadequate sanitation systems, and significant pollution problems caused by chemicals, light marine debris, and noise from coastal urbanization. The rating system also considers the controversial problem of dog walking and dog litter as some owners neglect to clean up after their pets, potentially causing harm to beach wildlife and marine life. Want to know which beaches have been awarded a black flag and why? Link in the show notes. Using technology for good and protecting our environment is something we are very, very serious about here at Rorschach. So this next story is an interesting one. As the weather heats up, huge summer music festivals start in Catalonia's capital. One of the biggest is Cruilla, meaning crossroads in Catalan, where a diverse range of acts come to play yearly. Things are going to be different this year. However, on Friday the 16th, festival organizers and utilities company Edesa announced that Edesa would supply 100% renewable energy to fuel the party, eliminating around 36,000 kilos of CO2 and the consumption of around 13,000 liters of diesel. 
If it pulls it off, organizers say it'll be the first national-level festival to fuel its outgoing solely with renewable energy. Speaking of summer season, in Spain, officially the summer starts on the 25th of June when summer solstice is marked across the peninsula with fireworks, traditional food, beach parties. Across the region, the 25th is called and celebrated slightly different things. San Juan in Barcelona is celebrated with fire or foc in Catalan and firecrackers or petards. Galicia roasting sardines or sardinas waft down the streets of Acoruña. Huge bonfires at midnight to bring in the summer. On the Canary Islands of Tenerife, concerts and fireworks are common. Local goat herders traditionally bring their flocks of goats to the sea as the sun rises to purify their animals. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You may know by now that we don't want to have ads in these updates, so we don't make any money like by doing this. We would love it if you wanted to help us out financially. There's a support link in the show notes. Check it out. If you can't help us out financially but still want to be nice, Hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. Hasta la próxima.